Welcome to Home Education Matters, the weekly podcast supporting you on your home education journey. Welcome to Home Education Matters. I am joined today by the lovely Diane, and we are going to be talking about what to do when you encounter family or friends who think that you're completely mad to have made the decision to home educate. And it's funny, Diane, because I have met many home educators, far too many in that fact, <laughs> and they have all, like bar none, they've all had somebody who has offered either ill-meaning advice or told them that they're completely nutty. It seems to be the thing that we all have. Have you had yeah. that? I haven't actually. And that, I was really thinking about that because I've weirdly not had one negative response at all. That's amazing. You're, bizarre, you're the exception actually. to the rule then. You're my one exception. <laughs> As so often I am. <laughs> you, you are, but I love that. I love that about you. So you've never encountered anyone who's sort of given you the kind of side eye, like, really? How's that going to work? What about exams and all that kind of stuff? You've not had that? No, we've not had any of that. And uh, I may, maybe it's, the, I don't know, maybe it's the people that are around me who are just, you know, lovely people who know that <laughs> we would do the best for our child. I think um, you may be very lucky. Your family are all on board as well, are they? Well, yeah, I haven't got a big family. So it's only really my brother who um, we've kind of spoken to about and he totally gets it, um, has children of his own, school aged children of his own. Um, but yeah, hasn't, you know, has done nothing but be supportive. So um, that's yeah, lovely. We're really lucky. What I find sometimes is even with people who seem to understand the decision I've made, if mm. they have children themselves of a school age and they put their children into school, I think there's they seem to think that there's an implicit disapproval on my part of their decision. Ah. They seem to sort of think I'm judging them for their choice when actually I'm worrying that they're judging me for my choice. <laughs> <laughs> well, isn't projection paranoia. interesting? <laughs> <laughs> I know, just complete <laughs> paranoia all around, I think. But we certainly, on some of my Facebook groups, we get people who come on and they say mm. that, People say to them, you're not going to be able to get any exams or you're, you know, you're ruining your children. And I think the most common one, from what I can tell, is that there seems to be, I've got a theory <laughs> that everyone who went to school, which is the vast majority of the population, yeah. they mm -hmm. either loved it and think that yeah. all children should have that, that fun of going to primary mm -hmm. school, meeting friends. And they sort of say, but why would you deprive your children of this when uh -huh. they could sort of make friends and have such a lovely time? And then the other half hated school and they kind of think, why should mm -hmm. anyone else get out of it? I hated it. You all have to go too. <laughs> that seems to be like a 50-50 split. And, How funny. and I, Yeah, isn't it? So this really kind of strange, well, Obviously, it's rubbish. Everyone knows it's horrible. Everyone knows you're going to get bullied and picked on. But that's yeah. just something you have to go through in life. And if your children don't go through it, they'll be, I don't know, like little snowflakes. You know, that, uh. that sort of that ever present, unpleasant insult that we give to sensitive people. Yeah. <laughs> Isn't that interesting? Because it speaks to the way that we're sort of certainly in um in britain and probably in largely western cultures we're very kind of inculcated into being quite hard on ourselves aren't we and mm. um not being very sensitive or nurturing of our own needs and um i think yeah. that's it. it's it's that horror of coming across as as a vulnerable person 
and so we mask it with lots of sarcasm and irony mm. <laughs> yes. so we've got yeah. the world cup coming up so it's only going to get worse isn't it <laughs> over the next few weeks <laughs> i think i'm guilty of that i'm yeah i'm probably one of the most sarcastic people i know <laughs> <laughs> well i i was i taught for a while and i realized that sarcasm was an amazing tool when you're a trainee teacher <laughs> But then, but then I realised that actually I was getting way too good at it. I could see quite hurt faces in front of me and it was oh, really no. awful. No, it's yeah. terrible. I think sarcastic teachers are awful, but I totally see why they do it. It's a kind yes, of defence mechanism, I think. Mm. I wonder sometimes with, with this resilience argument, and it is really popular, isn't it? This idea that children should go to school because it makes them resilient. Um, anything mm. that they go through at school will make them more resilient adults. Mm. And obviously as a life coach, I find that a really depressing and distressing idea yeah. because the reality is that we wouldn't expose anybody to traumatic events because all that happens at any point in your life when you experience trauma you're traumatized you're not resilient yes. you're just traumatized yes, and absolutely. and the idea that we would expose our children to an environment that might be traumatic just because we think it will build up resilience is a really weird one I think yeah I totally agree you know in my day job I do a lot of work um, with compassion focused therapy and actually you know if we are constantly and we're expecting our children to be constantly in um the part of our brain that responds to threat and is just surviving all the time you, you can't possibly learn when mm. you're in that zone you know all your brain is doing is desperately trying to keep you alive so you are really you know so all your kind of chemical responses are really kicking in and you cannot learn you cannot feel nurtured in that so um, it seems bizarre to me to expect someone to be able to learn when they're all they're trying to do is survive the day and that was very much the case for our daughter and that's what we were we were seeing we were seeing a child in survival mode who just wasn't capable of learning in that zone and actually now now she's being home educated is is very capable of learning I think that's the thing isn't it that it's like if you're out in the ocean and you're treading water and there's sharks all around you and then someone's shouting out quiz questions for times tables, you know. <laughs> it's like, what's seven times eight? I don't know, I'm dying over here. <laughs> and I think school can feel like I get that. asked what seven eights are by my primary <laughs> Okay, what is the answer? 56. There you are, you see, you Same know them all. eight sevens, as I keep telling her. Yes, I know. Yeah, but it never works like that. Your brain can't switch it, can't switch it. But this is the thing is that I think this whole argument, when people say things like, oh, your child should be in school because that's how they pick up resilience. I do think that having a good answer like that, that, you know, mm. trauma doesn't build resilience. Trauma leads to traumatized people. And yeah. I think having having stock answers is helpful. The same thing like when you go into shops, it never happens to me anymore because home education is much more popular. But when my children yes. were younger... We'd go into shops and they'd say things like, no school today. Have you had that yet, Diane? No school today? Not really. I, I know I do get a few looks. So if I, if my daughter and I, so um, we went to the gym for a game of badminton, which was, you know, her PE lesson effectively last week. And, I, you know, you do get a few kind of glances. Mm. Um, so I've not had a direct question, but I, I know people kind of wander. Mm, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I like to have certain answers I would give depending on my mood. So sometimes mm. if they asked it, I would say, oh, it's school every day. And then they were just even more bemused by how that could be possible when they weren't in school. But my favorite one was to say, they would say no school today. And I say no school any day and give them a massive <laughs> wink. 
it really unsettled them like a real real wink and they'd be like what what on earth is that and they never ask after I think if you're brazen enough and upfront yeah. enough you tend to to but it's harder when it's your own family isn't it it's harder when yeah. you're trapped in a room and your mother is telling you that you're not possibly educated enough to to home educate and that's really hard I think it is really hard but I think I think it, it's like with anything else to do with parenting, I don't think that um, anything else is as judged or um, unsolicited um, advice given in, in anything else but the way we parent. Mm. Um, and I think that the way we choose to educate our children is is no different. So, you know, I think there's something about you, you will be judged no matter what you do, whether you choose to send your children to school or send them to a particular school or not send your children to school. I think it's about acknowledging actually that judgment will be present, but it's about how much you um, take notice of that judgment and how important that judgment is to you. And kind of it's I think for me, it's like a, it's a mindset issue as you know, like most things in life are really. It's about kind of adjusting your mindset yeah. to um, being able to sort of not allow that to negatively impact on your decision making. It's true. And I think a lot of that switch of mindset comes with time, doesn't it? Time, time and confidence, because as you see your child thriving out of school, it's much easier to feel confident in your replies and to say, well, actually, you know, you're talking rubbish because this is a great decision that I made. But in the early days, it can be very difficult when you're already maybe have made this big step and you're quite nervous about it. And obviously it is a big step for lots of people. And then you have people around you who aren't supportive and that can feel quite a lonely place, I think. Yeah, absolutely. I, I agree. And I suppose it's about kind of just thinking things through a bit, isn't it? It's about because um, we can't pretend that, you know, what other people think of us doesn't matter, no matter how much we tell ourselves mm. that, because it, it does matter. Mm. But Some people matter more than others as well, yeah, don't they? Like, absolutely. You know. Absolutely. Mm. And it's about it's about working that through, isn't it? Who the person is, because I think there's a difference, isn't there? Perhaps if it's your partner who you live with and who is a co-parent and potentially a co-educator with yeah. you, I think that's a, a slightly different situation to whether it, as you say, it might be your mother or your sibling or, you know, your best friend who actually doesn't have a particular day to day role in your child's life um, and I think it's those different relationships probably require slightly different negotiation. Yeah I think you're right because I think when it comes to the father of your children whether you're together or separated if they're saying you know questioning your decision to home educate they actually have a parental right to involve themselves in this and say well why are you making this decision and why is it best for the child and I think so I think for some of those people having that evidence there to say, well, this hasn't been working. These are the stories I've heard about home education and what makes it good. And I think having a, a back pocket full of positive stories is really helpful mm. to say, well, there's a home educator I know who's who's got her, their child's got 10 GCSEs. There's a home educator I know whose child went from, you know, feeling, you know, very anxious to sort of being very confident. You know, there's a there's a home educated child who followed their interests and is now sort of a YouTuber or is now, mm. you know, working in the job that they want. And I think those kind of stories to have ready as evidence is really helpful for, like you say, for those people that matter enough that you should be replying to them. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's, um, you know, it's, a, it's an important decision that you have to kind of jointly make with your partner. You know, in, in my situation, it's my husband who does the home educating rather than me. So, um, you know, we had to be on board together. 
with this. Um, and I know that can be that can be really tricky for people, but I also think it's about not persuading and not getting into conflict, but about setting out options and just looking at different options. And also with the knowledge that not that you want to keep chopping and changing, but nothing you decide today has to be kind of set in stone. So, yeah. you know, we very much said that to our daughter, you know, so she's home educating at the moment. But if in the future she decides that she'd like to return to school, then that's fine. We'll facilitate that for her. I think that's the most helpful point. And that's certainly the, the approach that I've taken that's been the most useful is not to make it seem like it's this big one way sort of like no reverse skier decision mm. because i think some people really struggle with that even if you're very confident about it particularly if you're one of these people who've decided right from the very start to home educate you might be absolutely sure that you're not going to put your child into school but other people may see that as a very black and white decision whereas i think if you're a little more incremental about it like you say mm. where you're for now this is what we're going to be doing and let's see how how it goes and if it works, we'll carry on doing it. And I think that helps people, it helps people get used to the idea. It's like when you're, well, I live in Wales and the seawater is very cold here and you have to get in very <laughs> gradually. Yeah, I think screaming all the same. way as far as I'm we, concerned. <laughs> in actual fact, that's a perfect metaphor for entering home education then. <laughs> Not really. But obviously, the more gradually people can understand what you're doing, I think the more time they have to acclimatise to it. Mm, maybe it's more like summiting Everest actually than getting into freezing hot water. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's a bit more positive isn't it summiting Everest you have to acclimatize at each step along yeah, the journey breathe you have to breathe through it take you? some oxygen yeah. up with you I'm loving this metaphor and yeah, absolutely. But I think it's also about taking people's concerns, you know, so the people that matter, the people that really matter to you, it's it's about listening, isn't it? Listening to what their fears actually are. So, you know, because there are different levels of fear, aren't there? So I know with my husband, he's quite worried because he, he's really conventional and um, he's a real stickler for the rules. So for him, there was, a, there was a really underlying fear that he was doing something wrong, yeah. not, not illegal, but just wrong, something quite wrong. And we had to kind of work through that. So when people are kind of giving unsolicited advice, I always think it's about what is it that they're, what's their anxiety about mm. that? What are they worried for you about? You know, what is their actual fear? You know, and just really listening to that with people and having a conversation about what it is that they're really concerned about and then thinking about it, because actually they might come up with things that you haven't thought about. And I think just then working through and not may, not maybe having a really fixed idea in, in your own mind, but just really thinking through the possibilities. And there are pros and cons to everything, can't there, in terms of education. There are, you know, there are real mm -hmm. pros to going to school but there are real pros to home education as well. And there'll be compromises everywhere. And I guess it's about kind of just, you know, working out where the compromise sits happily for, for you and your partner or your family. I think it's a delicate balance, isn't it? Between mm. making people feel that you're open to what they're saying and that you're not completely closed off to, to discussions, but also if you're too open, they think that you're maybe wavering or and mm. then they're then they go for the jugular and start and think <laughs> right we can we can persuade her to put them back in school so it's that delicate balance isn't it between being forceful but also being mm. open to what they're saying and I think one thing that's important to say is that just like you say some people will come to you and they will have fears of their own and it's important to recognize that but also some people will come to you with opinions and it's it's actually who they are and their circumstances that are forcing those opinions. For example, yeah. 
your child's school and or your child's head teacher or your child's teachers they are going to have a particular standpoint and obviously that's unlikely to be pro home education but Mm. similarly your facebook groups full of home educators you're very unlikely to get super pro school views because it just you know you're asking two different audiences and so i think it's also about understanding that their opinion is is almost irrelevant because they're on such a different journey to you yeah i think that's a really good point isn't it knowing where you're kind of um you know where the person is coming from as you say and what their context is and also understanding that actually when we make sort of decisions like this about our life and our lifestyle it kind of jiggles people a little bit you know because actually what it forces people into those close to us is to really thinking about their own lives Mm. and their own sort of perhaps the way they've parented or the way they've been parented and actually it stirs stuff up for people some of people's anxieties is just about their own stuff and what's going on you know for them or what has gone on for them so i think it's always wise to sort of anticipate that people can feel a little bit unsettled by you kind of making decisions which are unconventional perhaps Mm. you know because um that can make people reflect on their own lives and and maybe think about decisions that they might have done taken differently given different resources perhaps yeah Uh, you're right and and i think that takes us right back to the start where i was saying that people can see it as a kind of implied criticism of their choices and their life choices and i think i think you have to be compassionate of that so whilst you have to be compassionate of yourself and not allow people to just trample over your boundaries and give you advice that you don't need or or worse tell you that you're not up to the job and you're not going to be able to do it or it's the worst choice you've ever made but you also have to be compassionate to these people who probably are very triggered by some of the choices that you're making because like you say they could be thinking well I hated school or maybe my children I could have taken them and it it must be very difficult I think to be confronted by anyone who's taking an, an unorthodox route through life. You know, I know some peers of mine, you know, they, they wish they could home educate, but they're just not in a position to do that. Home educating, we all make sacrifices, don't we, to home educate, but being able to home educate is actually quite a privileged position to be in. Um, so there is some sort of, as you say, compassion and recognition of that, that actually is, you know, some people would really like to ha- have this opportunity and to have this as an option for their child, but they're not able to do so. So therefore, they might be kind of giving some of that stuff to you. And I think that's another example when it's good to be able to explain all the sacrifices that you are you are making in order to be able to choose home education as a route, because we all, like you say, we all sacrifice so many things, mm-hmm. but we do it because we believe that this is the right thing for our child. And that ultimately, that's all that any parent and any grandparent and any husband mm-hmm. and it, all of these people that are giving us advice, that's all that they ever really want, I think, is what's best for the child. It's sometimes it just comes across in well-meaning, but annoying yes. bits of advice from people. <laughs> Like, oh, you know, the usual, I don't know if you've ever had this, but I certainly have. When my children were younger and I said I home educated, they would start firing questions at them. Like, OK, what's the capital of this? What's seven <laughs> times three? You know, that one. So, and they would say, what do you do? What do you do at home? What lessons have you done today? Yes. And I'd say, oh, you know, we've done French. And they would start talking to them in French. And you think, do you do this to school children? Do you quiz them in French? Actually, maybe they do. Maybe they're just that type of person. Yeah, well, indeed, I think that says more about them. (laughs) It really does. And actually, I think that probably sums up today's podcast very well. I think Mm. a lot of the things that people say that we take on onto ourselves actually say a lot more about them than it does about us. 
And I think that's something that's always worth remembering when people say things that make you feel perhaps that you can't do your home education journey the way that you want to, or they imply that you're failing your children or or, or perhaps making a lifestyle decision that you shouldn't be making, like you should be going out to work yourself or whatever. And I think I think it's important to remember that all of these things say a lot more about them than they do about you. So it's mm. worth just brushing them off as much as you can. You, you don't have to justify your decisions to, to anybody, you know, as long as you feel that that's the right decision for you and your child and your family circumstances, you you know, there is absolutely no reason that you have to justify that decision um, to anybody else. Yep, that's very true. And that's a great note to end on. Thank you very much, Diane. Oh, thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us for today's Home Education Matters podcast. See you at the next one. Have a lovely day.